0: What up, what up, listeners and, uh, and Bad Dog fans? Uh, welcome to Rice Asian Movies Podcast, where each week we review an Asian-led film and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's um, as Connor mentioned, I'm Show, official spokesperson for gay super cute Asians, and along with me, we've got Veronica Antipolo and Leonard Chan. Um, so this is a very—I know—I I, I talked right through um, your your intros. Uh, <laughs> usually, usually I give them the chance to say hi, but not 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 today. Um, so the, uh, this is a very special edition of Rice Asian Movies podcast oh we're streaming live of course on a bad dog comedy tv in celebration of our officially joining the sonar network um and uh in celebration of this awesome collaboration we'll be discussing our favorite asian movies of all time and uh before we jump into our favorite asian movies of all time let's catch up with our panel uh veronica what was the most memorable part of your week
1: Ooh, i this is okay i have i'm in the may edition of the readers digest canada I yes. Will be, yes if you are in your grandmother's bathroom and there's a reader's digest i'm in there with you <laughs> thank you thank you um and also i had uh, a gift card for loblaws and i got myself a bag of shrimp That's- <laughs>
2: There you who's go. your who's your shrimp guy? So, you have a shrimp guy?
1: No, I listen. I, I just saw Pacific shrimp on sale for eleven ninety nine, and I grabbed that sucker up. Like you're coming <laughs> nice. home, you're coming home with me tonight. Nice. Yeah, nice. It's, it's
2: nice that you get to bring something home.
1: I yeah <laughs> yeah bottom uh, feeders.
0: Okay, and Leonard Chan, what was the most memorable part of your week? Oh man, I uh, I got my
2: taxes done, so that's nice. Oh, uh, uh, that is very nice. Yeah. I, uh, I have taxes to pay. I don't have money to pay it. So that's fun. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be an interesting... Um, does
0: anybody want to buy a kidney? <laughs> oh, I am two years behind on my taxes, and they are starting to come for me. So I definitely, definitely feel your pain, but I feel like I need to get through Asian Heritage Month and then Pride Month before I have a minute to breathe. And um, until then, uh, my cell phone is turned off. So, that's, that's <laughs> so <if> the <laughs> government, if, like, so if the
2: CRA comes ask for your money. It's like no, no, no. I'm doing gay and Asian stuff right now.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, Come back for your yeah. money later. Yeah. Just do what I do. Just when they call you once, you label that number as do not answer. <laughs> that's what I do.
0: Oh lord. <sighs> <laughs> um is yeah, so the the most memorable part of my week is uh this morning I did an interview with um with uh with cbc the national which is airing tomorrow friday april the 23rd it's my prime time news debut i've never done anything that was uh newsworthy before for national canadian news so i am very excited i get to talk about uh asian representation and uh surprisingly gay representation because i i I-, I thought we were talking about uh, Shang-Chi and Asian representation, but then I probably should have guessed because of my tagline, official spokesperson for gay super cute Asians, that they would ask me a lot of um, gay questions, but because it's about superheroes, on the spot I froze, I was like, I'd love to talk about gay superheroes, but... There aren't any like I I don't know what what you want me to talk about like my fantasies of like Magneto and Professor X that I made up in my brain because there's no real ones. I I could not think on the spot, which is not good for a comedian. I'm usually (laughs) I'm usually (laughs) good on my feet. But like I I was like, is there a gay superhero that I'm like missing? This Negasonic Teenage Warhead.
2: Oh was, lord. What what is that? <laughs> you know, eh, a teenage boy, eh. she was is gay? Is that real? Yes. That's
1: yeah, real. It's from oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, Deadpool. Deadpool. Okay, yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, thank you Red J. I I I was I just know. about to ask. I was like I, we need to circle back to this Professor X Magneto fanfic.
0: I, <laughs> you know, yes. it was the only thing I could come up with. I also know that uh in the comic books um um uh, Star-Lord is not straight he's like fluid sexually or whatever because yeah, you know so is Deadpool. when you're in space yeah when you know okay. I, I they'll pretty much do 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 whatever walks um but yeah uh i i did have a lot of uh, magneto and professor x um uh, I think it's fantasies and in that fantasy <laughs> i am magneto i don't i don't wow. know why but... oh, you're magneto. so it's like a whole different story for how professor wow. x got into
2: that wheelchair <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so anyway uh <laughs> tune in to my segment cbc the national tomorrow <laughs> when you're in space hey you and, know when uh, you're in space
2: do as the spacemen do <laughs> and just <laughs> fuck
0: <laughs> um cool cool so uh i, I do want to mention too you know uh i love this collaboration with with bad dog with bad dog theater and bad dog comedy tv um uh, Bad Dog is having a festival um, called Asian and Funny in in honor, of course, of uh, Asian Heritage Month that is coming up. Uh, for those who don't know, and and you know, don't um, uh, 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 don't be upset at yourself if you don't know that Asian Heritage Month is May, because I would say. M- Two-thirds of Asians also don't know, um, but... <laughs> I'm finding the, this out right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the actual festival is May 1st and 2nd at, uh, at um, theater.com slash Asian and Funny. Uh, the link is right there below, so check that out. And and yeah, I just want to thank Bad Dog Theatre and, uh, and uh, Coco Galore, um, who is the, uh, who is the uh, director of Bad Dog Theatre for having us as a part of this uh, live stream. Um, Okay, so now jumping into our topic of the week, let's first head to Leonard and what are your five favorite Asian movies, of all time, and why are they your five favorite? Yeah, wow. uh, okay, defend so, yourself. <laughs> uh,
2: so you know, like I could say classics like Rashomon, Seven Samurai, Hidden Fortress I'm not gonna because I'm not 80 years old. Uh, <laughs> those that mean that, that was the golden age of Asian cinema. But the things like I like the stuff that I got to see like live in theater. Um, you know, when we could go see things live in theater <laughs> uh so i guess i i loved police story so that was uh a jackie chan movie uh i loved all the jackie chan movies uh a better tomorrow which was a Chow Yun fat movie so that was john woo with like the crazy action which is like mm-hmm. really changed how action was done uh princess mononoke because uh i love anime and mm. uh miyazaki is a master and mm-hmm. uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, because I used that movie to convince the girl I was dating at the time, who was Lebanese, that all Asians could fly. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, and Parasite, just because, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. man, it won Oscars. So,
0: okay, uh, and. Out of those five movies, which movie um, do you want to... You know, let's dig in more on on one of those movies. And uh, So select one of those five movies and tell us uh, why that movie is important to you.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Police Story, just because it was... um... Like, Jackie Chan had, like, a huge influence on me when I was a kid. I was, like, the hugest Jackie Chan fan. I'd watch a Jackie Chan movie, like, in theaters downtown, Chinatown, like, Golden Harvest, like, the whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, then I would be, like, all hyped up, and I'd go out and try to do Jackie Chan stunts and suffer Leonard Chan injuries. It was fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the thing about Jackie Chan is, like, I don't think anybody uh, has been able to meld action and comedy better than and he's been able to. He's an absolute master Uh yeah. You know, if you look at, like, he's like like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin on steroids, right? Mm. Yeah. Because the thing is, and he's, the, the the way he made his movies is so different from the way, like, Americans make their action movies. Because, like, everything he shoots is, like, in a wide angle because he's actually doing the stunts and he actually knows how mm. to fight. So when they do, like, action movies in uh, America, like, they're, every single punch is a different cut and it's, like, Eh, it doesn't have the same impact right versus like jackie chan it's about like because all action is like action action and reaction right you hit somebody boom they get you know their face and especially with comedy it's action reaction right so you have Hmm. you know you have to have all that stuff in the same frame but they don't do that in american uh in for whatever reason that's just not how they edit it um and and also i think part of it is like the crazy stunts that he does it's like you the number of times you have to practice doing those stunts to get them right and yeah. looking good on camera yeah. is insane, and the number of takes you have to make is insane. So with Jackie Chan, like he made a, he has a reputation that he can do this, and his movies make a ton of money. So Hong Kong is like, take all the money and kill all the extras you need to, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: make this movie. Yeah. But in America, they're very much like time is money, blah blah blah. Like you don't get like fifty takes to like do a yeah. like flip a fan the, the right way right you, if you don't get it by take three they're like we're moving on
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know so. yeah you
0: know I'm a huge fan of Jackie Chan I think the only other person who'd be comparable as far as melding um, action and comedy would maybe be um, Stephen Chow yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: um, from like Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer but yeah Jackie Chan you know Definitely, really, really, um was it was a trailblazer there? I actually have not seen Police Story myself, but I have seen a lot of other Jackie Chan, you know, Rumble, Rumble in the Prongs, oh, Rush I mean, Hour. Worst, you're just listing all the American ones, I mean, I all know. the ones that
2: I just railed against, being like, these are not great because <laughs> American directors don't know how to direct action, and then you're like, and those are the only Jackie Chan movies I've seen.
1: I think I saw it. I is you it you saw Police Story? I was was someone. There was there a Kevin in that movie. Is there a Kevin?
2: Uh, okay. I because... only remember the Chinese names. I don't remember anybody being called Kevin. Because
1: I went through a phase <laughs> in my late teens, like early twenties to mid forties, where every person I dated was um, into like Cabins? kung fu and, and and like martial arts. So mm. I feel like I remember hearing that in a movie.
2: Kevin. I don't remember the name Kevin. Do you remember... Yeah. Okay, so with police story... Don't and dishonor
1: this, my exes, Leonard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I
1: was
2: like, yeah, you know, we're keeping this... Uh, yeah, Drunken I know, I know. Master, right? So Jared brings up Drunken Master, which is like yeah. uh, a fantastic movie. Uh, so there's the first Drunken Master, uh, which I don't think got released in... Uh, in America, that was a uh, Drunken Master Two, I think. Where they called it Drunken Master One, and they released it. And Drunken Master Two, by the way, is the best fight scene of all time at the end. Uh, so just look it up on YouTube; it's amazing. Um, but yeah, like the thing about like Jackie Chan, like the way he does, because he really understands comedy and action, right? So like with comedy, like what you have to do is you have to give your character a disadvantage; you make them an underdog, and they mm. have, you know, they fight their way out of things, you know. And this is that's what Jackie Chan is doing; he's getting hurt. Right? Remember, like, in the 80s, like, Schwarzenegger was, like, the big action star in, mm-hmm. you know, he never got hurt. He never took cover. It made no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just standing there, like, with a machine gun and yeah. wide open, like, just mowing people down in commando. And it's like, um, you don't want to take cover? Just not even a little?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Jackie that's- Chan's getting the crap beat out of him. And that's amazing. Right? That, that makes it human. That's why, like, I think Die Hard uh, with Bruce Willis was, like, so... For you know, it was revolutionary, I guess, even though Jackie Chan be doing it for like a decade. But like you know, he was getting hurt. He was like an everyman with his like mm.
0: stained yeah. wife beater. Wow. <laughs> and divorce. <laughs> yeah, no, he was definitely he was definitely down on his luck. And yeah, Jackie Chan just those action sequences, my. God goodness like yeah he's doing stuff that like stuntmen wouldn't even do and he's like the star of the
2: movie that's why he has
0: a hole in his head when he was filming uh
2: this movie called armor of god he did this stunt where he had to like do a like pole vault (laughs) across uh this cliff and then it didn't work out and he didn't make it um and he landed hit his head and like it broke his skull so now there's a hole in his skull yes. where you can – it's like a bowling ball. You can, like, stick your finger in his skull.
0: <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, uh, our friends at the Sonar Network say uh, Schwarzenegger would easily be destroyed by Jackie Chan, which I definitely believe, like, you know what? You can be as strong as you want, but if, if, if you can't move fast enough to, uh, to lay a finger on on, yeah. on someone, then uh, that, that strength uh, That's com- true. completely goes to waste. Yeah. Um, now heading over to Veronica. What are your five favorite Asian movies of all time, hmm. and and why and, and uh, why, why did these movies make your list?
1: Uh, five top Asian movies for me: favorite Joy Luck Club, Crazy Rich Asians. More recently, Raya and the Last Dragon, Yellow Rose. I hope that's what it's called. Anyway, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it
2: was actually called Kevin. Veronica. I know
1: Kevin, Kevin, and Mulan, and Mulan the the first one, the animated one.
2: Oh, not, not the, the recent no, Disney. No, not the recent one. Uh, abomination. Yeah. Let's yes. Call
1: it. Yes, oh. I know. That
0: I liked it. I, I. Okay. Anyway, the, this list yeah. isn't about me, but I I, I, I did like the, <laughs> the live action one. But uh, yeah. back to Veronica.
1: Yeah. Um. And why? I mean, they're really different from Leonard's, but for me. Th- Look, there's a lot of chicks in these movies. A lot of chicks. I never say that. Anyhow, there's a lot of <laughs> this is very uh, feminist of you. I know there's, <laughs> there's a lot of women in I know, in these movies, and uh, the characters of the women in these movies, I think, are very like they're they're pretty close representations. I have to say, mm. Yellow Rose is like that's my only Filipino one. I had to represent. Oh well, yeah, I was not familiar Ooh. with that movie. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a country singer, but oh. they don't really talk oh. about her race, which I think is interesting. And that's why I like Was that. this
2: released in the Philippines?
1: No. It's, it's I don't know, somewhere. I don't even know how I found it. But it is my favorite. I'm not really backing this claim up very well, am I?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you're don't. you not even sure what the name of the movie is. I, I know.
1: No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's, it's Yellow Rose. It's Yellow Rose. I know. Mm. Discount her. Anyways, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Joy Luck Club—that's like OG chick flick movie for Asians. I was like, what? I skipped school. I was already <laughs> twenty, but I mean, I was also still in school.
0: <laughs> and so, uh, so let's let, let's dig deeper in, into one of those movies. I think you, you had said prior that the movie you want to dig deeper into is Joy Luck Club, and yeah. you know what? What was it about that movie that, out of all? movies of all time even of your top five this is the one that uh that has impacted you
1: because it was it was the first one the first north american asian movie just asian women not like long duck dong in 16 candles
2: (laughs) right like that was pretty racist
1: but at least but at least
2: he was played by an asian so that was progress
1: i mean who's wearing a paper diaper it's
0: just (laughs) oh lord
1: yeah and like the thing is is i'm old enough to be like what is this i don't see myself so joy luck club was something where like you know that's what you do at around that age you're watching these like romantic comedies chick flick type movies and here's one for asians i was like Yeah, it was just the first one where I saw it. And then, of course, it took so many years for Crazy Rich Asians to come along. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I honestly thought when I saw it that it was like the beginning of seeing more consistent representation. And I was like okay i guess that's it
0: (laughs) yeah you know i I actually think it was it was a good lesson for everyone because i think quite a few people thought that would be the beginning that would be a spark of a movement of a movement and it just goes to show now that we have this opportunity of what's happening with crazy rich asians shang chi um you know and and everything that's going on that it's not just going to happen we are going to have to you know, take take the baton and and, and run with it, um, yeah. as as hard as we can, uh, for as long as we can, um, yeah. and you know, hopefully that'll make things change change forever. But it's definitely not guaranteed. Uh, oh, now, for me, for me, Joy Luck Club. What I loved was um, the you know, it, it was about you know, Asian women and how they relate to each other across mm-hmm. different generations. You know, mother to daughter. Um, you know, uh, um, 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 friend to friend. Uh, you know, daughter to uh, to uh, auntie. You know, whether whether the the aunt was like a, a literal aunt or just a a friend of your mom's. Yes, <laughs> I still They're don't know. With exactly. like half half the old like the
2: older Asian women who have come to my household, I was like, am I actually related to them? Yes. Are they my actual aunt, or oh, I just call them that? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think my favorite part of the movie was well, when I saw it. I just thought, wow, this is so complex mm-hmm. that I feel like if I was reading the book, I would never think they would adapt it because there's so many timelines, so many eras they have to replicate, so many stories <laughs> no, they have to good. weave that, you know, just from a writing, a script perspective, that'd be difficult. And then for the production team to have to plan out all these Mm storylines where basically each backstory is an entirely different set of actors that, you know, that you have to build, which is why it works for a book and not so much for for a film. Like for films, usually, you know, if you're doing, um, you know, uh, if you're if you're doing flashback scenes but like multiplied by four women and each of those women um backstories has an entirely new uh you know setting and yeah. an entirely new like cast it's pretty overwhelming what they were able to 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 achieve in yeah. this movie and I think it was their budget <laughs> now I want to look it up
1: yeah they did it really well and because I read the book um before I saw the movie um mm. and so Great. I so i was like this is just as good like it's mm-hmm. it was so and really it's not just because it was like the first movie yes that but it was a really good movie i literally like i swear that's my family <laughs> why am i looking around like they're around the corner yeah. but they made that mo-
2: they made that movie for 10 and a half million dollars wow that's pretty impressive Considering, yeah. like, they had like a it billion is, different yeah. sets, like, I guess I guess it helps that, like, none of the actors probably cost a lot. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. That is There's true. no Asian Julia Damn Roberts. <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, I'll give my list now. So, uh, my uh, top five favorite Asian movies of all time is uh, my sassy girl i know that is not a favorite of the other um panelists on here but if anybody's uh, seen it it makes no like just i want to hear if you've seen it in the
2: comments please say something i want to know what your opinion is on this insane movie uh lucy Liu. yeah i guess she's about as close as we're gonna get yeah, how
0: Yeah, thank thank you for that comment, uh, Red Red J Way. Um, now, uh, so my five movies are My Sassy Girl, Spirited Away, the original Godzilla, but actually I think uh, Shin Godzilla, which uh, which came out not too long ago, is also really good. Um, kung fu hustle okay. and uh and uh, and ring you thank you red Way, <laughs> for loving my sassy girl y'all if, if, if y'all go back to the episode of our podcast where we reviewed it i was getting wrecked by the other two um
2: oh, that, so but that just- also might have been the same podcast where you're making fun of the poet <laughs> Yeah, Amanda Gorman. Yeah, yeah
0: I was, they were getting Amanda revenge Gorman. on me because I didn't like uh, I didn't like um, um, I didn't like uh, Amanda Gorman uh, poem that she read at Joe Biden's inauguration. She I was know. the poet laureate. Just- anyway, they were getting revenge on me. But so, for people who don't know, my sassy girl is a is a South Korean movie. This was before you know being viral and on the internet and everything. And this was honestly before. Asian culture had much penetration, or you know, to be honest, much much uh, respect within the the rest of uh, the rest of Asia. Um, it, w- it was just sort of this new thing, and my sassy girl was such a big hit. People were like passing it out on like VHSs to my parents <laughs> on DVDs. Like this was like way old school. It took over um, all of Asia and. You know, everywhere else that there was Asians, my sassy girl, look it up. They've they've remade it as a TV show that's running right now in South Korea. They remade it in Hollywood as this hideously awful thing. I think it was starting with, with Elisha Freddie... Cuthbert. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, it it did not make sense if you take away the cultural references. It really. Does it make sense?
2: I like, mean, let's be let's be honest. It didn't make but, sense with the cultural references, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I no, movie made no sense. That's no true. sense. I... Okay, Veronica and Leonard are literally the only two Asians I've ever met who <laughs> did not love my sassy girl. <laughs> I, well, no. It literally changed Asian cinema. No, um, all of these, uh, all of these, all of these movies now from from South Korea, like you know, Parasite. And you know, it just honestly, it would not be possible without My Sassy Girl. It it was the one that really gained respect for South Korean um, cinema. Now I'm I'm gonna move on because I <laughs> that, that that actually isn't the movie that I'm that I'm gonna <laughs> jump into. Um, out of my five, I'm actually gonna choose I'm gonna choose uh, Spirited Away, hmm. and you know, uh, Studio Ghibli movie uh it, you know it was a huge hit in, in north america i think it was nominated for best film that year and i'm not sure if they had uh, best animated film category yet but i something tell me that they did and, and it, it actually won um but but, but regardless of, of if it won it was nominated for 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 best overall film which is amazing um you know in uh in in um in 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 Japan and in the rest of Asia um um Studio Ghibli is considered you know the the Disney of Asia and Spirited Away was just you know it was just a great story of a young girl who gets whisked away to this to this magical kingdom um and you know she she goes through she goes through through this journey um and, and and comes out a, a different person which you know as huh. far as character arcs go it's it is the classic hero's journey but what I love about it is it really brought in a lot of elements of Japanese storytelling um, that for people who who don't watch um, who don't uh, watch Japanese film um, or or read, you know, manga or watch anime. Um, all, all these concepts would be brand new to them. But they were able to introduce it um, in a way that, that that really made made a lot of sense. Like sort of that idea of a of a of a hotel for wandering spirits. That's that's like very common um, that's very common um in 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 that's a very common concept for for the japanese and so for them to be able to to use that and incorporate it and you know uh the way they incorporate different different spirits and honestly just the beauty um of the film i see i see uh, i see uh i see uh tina tina whitecastle mentioning that it's beautiful on all levels and it is just the animation mm. the hand-drawn animation is just Amazing! Like, honestly, I, I love Studio Ghibli so much that instead of Vong Show, I almost made my stage name um, Studio Vong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I loved it so much. Obviously, I didn't go with that. But that is literally how much I, I, I love this film. Now, uh, what, what were your thoughts on, on, uh, on Spirited Away?
1: So, I haven't seen it. And I... Oh. Uh... <laughs> I mean, um, well, you're, you're, off, the know, you're, you're yeah. off the show now. I know, I know. And thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, I have an eight-year-old and a 25-year-old, 24, and they both saw it. So uh,
0: they, f- they filled so me in. So they're better than you is what you I know. They, they filled <laughs> me in, saying. and
1: this is what I can contribute. Yeah, it's really cool. I liked it, and so did um, Quentin, her brother. So that's, <laughs> that's <review>. my contribution. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Um. Yeah. You know what's cool? So, uh, like Miyazaki is a master, right? And then if you look at like on the American side, like with Pixar, uh, mm-hmm. they're also incredibly good storytellers. And John Lasseter, who works for Pixar, like basically anytime he's like runs into like problems with story, he like basically makes his staff watch Miyazaki films. Um, <laughs> and so, anyways, he loved this movie so much, he actually convinced Disney to like buy the rights and like do the whole thing. So he like oversaw like the release. Of wow. Spirited Away uh, to American audiences. And fun fact, uh this is I'm old, so I don't know if anybody here <laughs> remembers uh the Bob Newhart show. I do. I do, yeah. Remember Suzanne Plachette? Yes. This Suzanne Plaschette yes. Spirited Away was her film. last role in the film before she passed oh. away.
0: Oh.
2: The American version, obviously. There you go. There yeah. you go. Trivia. Trivia. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, no, it's uh, you know it, it definitely left left it left its mark on you know not just on Asian cinema but worldwide, and uh, it was really great seeing the recognition that that, that it got. Now uh, we're going to take a very short break, and after the break we are going to uh, to do our um, our debate question of the week. So what we do every week is we take a theme. Uh, plucked out of the movie that we're reviewing um, and then we we sort of we, we we then debate that topic in the second half of the show but because we're not reviewing a movie this week we're talking about the best movies of all time our debate question is going to be broader so this week's debate question will be about you know the role that Asian films and Asians in films have played in our own sense of identity and sense of belonging and how that um, how that influences um, overall films and film culture. We will be uh, right back. With the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: 18
0: plus and okay we we are right back for those that was a short break (laughs) yeah for 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 those who are live it's a very short break for those who are listening it um on um uh as as a podcast not live streaming it uh you might have just had to um you might have had to uh, listen to some amazing ads from from our sponsors for about two and a half minutes, and we are very happy that they all that they all uh, support us and buy advertising. So go out and buy their products. Um, okay, so uh, now on to the broader question. Let's let's start with Leonard. Uh, what role has Asian film and Asians in films played in your own identity and sense of belonging? Well, the interesting thing is like. So i grew up in
2: north america uh so i was mostly watching north american films and therefore there weren't a lot of asians in north american films and the ones that there were were like primarily stereotypes like sidekicks and you know math nerds and you know long duck dong or whatever and uh, yeah it was ridiculous so like the only asian movie that actually got was like when i would go downtown uh, to like Chinatown, I'd go to like the theater down there and I'd watch some Asian movies like with my cousin or whatever, right? But like, because I was inundated with Western culture, like I never really, I, I basically like, I, I saw myself more, like I would have to learn to identify with white people, mm. basically, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so then, uh, and when I started writing, when I became a writer, like when I, the, the first movies I wrote No Asian characters. (laughs) Just all white people. Because I I had it in my brain. I was just like, well, if I put an Asian character into this, it'll never get made. (laughs) Oh, no. Right? Tragic. So it's funny because I'm going back now and I'm looking at all these old screenplays I wrote. And I'm just like, which one of these can I rewrite with an all Asian cast? (laughs) Right? And make this. And because it doesn't. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, Yeah. Anyways, that's. So I never really saw myself on screen and therefore like I just had to identify with, with white people. And it's funny because it's like, you know, as as writers, you know, especially now, there's a lot of talk about like, oh, we ought to be authentic and, and so on and so forth. Right. And uh, I mean, just looking at like how Kim's convenience went down, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, it was so it was so systemic. It was a systemic problem that brought down Kim's convenience. Uh, Because like, you know, like the showrunner was the only Asian in that room most of the Mm -hmm. time. Right. Like every now and then, like I was in there for like a week or two. Like I had some other Asian friends in there for a week or two, but that was it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then so when the showrunner, the Korean showrunner was like, I'm done. You know, he put 10 years into this thing. That makes sense. He leaves. Right. But then there was nobody to take over. There was no Asian at that level who could take over. And then as a result, like, it's gone, right? Yeah. And it's, and I think that's, like, the, I don't know, man. Like, for, for me, like, now things are starting to change. But I think, like you said before, Vong, we just got to push Like, crazy which Asians, like, I remember crying at that movie because I was like, oh, my God, this is what it feels to be represented. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is what white people feel mm-hmm. like all the time.
1: <laughs> they don't even know. Yeah, they,
0: they take the it for problem. granted. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what you're missing until it happens to you. like so much so much of so much of Asian representation is it's something you don't know you want until you see it. And you have like this emotional reaction breakdown, um, you know, and and that's why it's 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 so important. And hopefully the new generation can get that a little bit earlier um, than than where we got it. Yeah, Yeah. like I
2: remember watching Crazy Rich Asians. At the end, they had the mahjong scene.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we
2: doing spoilers here? I don't know how this works.
0: Yeah, yeah, full spoilers, (laughs) full spoilers. You have been warned. Okay, so there's
2: this mahjong scene, which you know I'm not even going to really spoil it. But there's a scene with mahjong. Where uh, the main character uses Mahjong as a metaphor that plays out to describe how she's going to deal with, like, mm-hmm. the whole situation. How the situation is resolved, whatever. And I remember thinking, I was like, this is really cool. I mean, they got the Mahjong totally wrong. Like, where it was like, well, this would never happen in real life. But, like, <laughs> but I understood what they were trying to do, and they were trying to honor Mahjong. And I asked my white wife, because I'm taking one back for the team, and I asked her... <laughs> uh, if she understood, she was like, "No, no." It's like, finally,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are
2: watching a movie <laughs> where you That's don't understand the, the cultural mm. <laughs> significance of what's happening. Mm-hmm. How do you like
1: that?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting. You know, like yeah. the role Asian films and Asian representation in film has played in my life is it's it's been interesting because I grew up in a neighborhood. Basically, full of Asians. Like we had in my elementary school, we it was like a school of a thousand, and it was eighty percent Asian. We had one white kid, and we used to beat him up every day. So I didn't really feel the need to have the representation because I just had it all around me. Yeah, and you know, unlike a lot of my friends who were on the opposite end, where they were the one Asian kid in a whole school of white people, and they were getting beat up every day. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for for like for them um, I'm not saying representation not important for me it's just I was really lucky because like my dad growing up he was like president of the Lao Association you know we weren't allowed to speak English at home he really wanted us to like learn our culture I was like put in uh, Muay Thai <laughs> lessons when I was young um, I was you know, always, always surrounded by other Lao people, Thai people, Chinese people. And even even the, the films that we watched, you know, we'd have, you know, all of that, um all of that uh I don't wanna say, um I don't wanna say uh illegal, like uh, uh, <laughs> uh you know those the boot the bootlegs, the bootlegs yeah, like boot... the
2: Pacific Mall bootlegs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or whatever the Winnipeg version of Pacific Mall is
0: yeah uh, bootleg movies um bootleg satellite feeds so i actually did grow up with a lot of representation it didn't come from north america Mm. it came from you Mm. know my parents in the asian asian community which is why you know when when leonard when leonard was talking about you know not um uh, not really having those same type type of influences, it kind of makes sense because you know I will say Leonard and Veronica are the only two I've ever met Asians who have never heard of my sassy girl. So I'm 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 just I'm just gonna put that out there, but because uh, it was so major, it was called the Titanic of Asian cinema. Anyway, um, wow. and uh, <laughs> I mean it was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so but, but even me even with all the representation I had, even with how proud I was to be Asian my whole life, even I still had like a huge reaction to to Crazy Rich Asians and just seeing it because it was the first time that it wasn't like a bootleg Asian DVD, yeah. it was like, in theaters it was yeah. getting covered in the newspaper it was like you know, we're the talk of the town and honestly ever since then like just just on a whole selfish front like all my bookings have gone up <laughs> my interviewer <laughs> doesn't really gone up i'm riding that wave <laughs> um yeah. you know there's, yeah, there's a reason to. why there's a reason why this podcast is a rice asian movies podcast it, that would not be the case if it wasn't for crazy Rotations. it really did built up this appetite mm. for Asian-led films. Um,
2: I, I had a friend who was he, he watched Crazy Rich Asians, and he's he's not athletic. He's Asian, but he's not athletic at all. And then he was watching Crazy Rich Asians, and he came away. He was like, "Is this what it feels like when people like are rooting for a sports team and they feel <laughs> pride?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, kind of." Yeah. It's like when the Raptors won. I was very much like,
1: "Yeah, yeah."
2: And that was the same thing, Crazy Rich Asians. Just, you feel the pride.
1: Yeah, you do. Right? Pride you do. that you yeah. didn't know existed. Yeah. It's,
2: because Yeah. You, because you're you not, oh especially gosh. like as Asians, yeah. like we're not really taught to be like, you know, we deal in shame, not pride.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shame <laughs> is our game. That's our game. <laughs> so good at it, too. Right? It's,
2: yeah. I mean, Catholics have guilt. We oh. have shame. <laughs> yeah, nothing gets done in asian culture without a healthy dose of shame yeah like that drives
1: <laughs> so everything i literally just got a pit in my stomach right now i just like i have to pray tonight
0: oh no, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. okay uh, but, uh a perfect time to go over to veronica while you were vulnerable and uh likely to uh to share things you you, you wouldn't otherwise uh what, what would that be uh, yeah what, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just know as an interviewer, you go in for the kill. This is oh, like the geez. Diane Sawyer, oh. Britney Spears interview. Yes. You see the girl about to cry, you, you oh, know. Oh, make Veronica cry. I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, I'll, make cry.
1: That's so easy. Um,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so Veronica, over to you. Uh, what role has Asian film and Asians in film played in your own identity and sense of belonging?
1: Listen, I grew up with kids in a wealthy area um and a wealthy area a very, yes a wealthy area yes. I that, was, that is the
2: antithesis I of where
1: vaughn
0: grew up uh, yes it Which is. is the it ghetto is. Of <laughs> yeah. for for the, for those who don't know murder capital of canada it yeah. is it no, was like legitimately the ghetto yeah. but okay uh over no, to Veronica. mine
1: was the opposite um so it, and so i it was like literally i there was no representation so i like remember having a dolls and i wanted i wanted my name to be susan because i thought that was more white oh. than veronica and like i wanted to be blonde and there was no the only asian representation i had was in my immediate surroundings
2: Wait, you wanted to be blonde
1: and, yeah you want to think,
2: be betty not veronica
1: <laughs> no i wanted to be veronica but i wanted to have no i wanted to be susan if you're, we're going to be accurate and yep. have blonde hair and um <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to be white, I think. Mm. That's the thing I didn't know. I was like, I think I just wanted whatever it is, whatever that vibe was they were able to walk with. And I was not. Oh, trust there. funds. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> that's I wanna, the vibe. <laughs> I want to move in the world like that. Like I sensed it very early. So yeah. went, so um, the Joy Luck Club, I was already like uh, 20 or something when I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to have our time finally and then we didn't <laughs> yeah. and i had to wait 20 more years to see representation i'm like i'm gonna just get it in there these last few years of my life
0: i'm gonna get it in <laughs> the Last get it's it, get it <laughs> <Yeah>. so dark <laughs> i know, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, okay so last question to wrap it up and i'll throw this out to the entire panel you know we've talked about our sense of belonging and individual identity but Broadening the question, like, what is the past, present, and future of Asian representation in film? And how do you think that will contribute to Asian identity as a whole? So broader, like, beyond just us. Hmm.
2: (sighs) I mean, I think the more... The more Asians can, like, see themselves on screen doing things that they wouldn't be able to do, I think, the more it's inspiring for them to go forth and do things that aren't the things we're expected to do, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're comedians. That's not expected, Uh, (laughs) right? You know, like, we're we're supposed to be engineers and accountants and doctors and whatever. Which, by the way, made no sense that Grey's Anatomy had, like, no Asian doctors except for Sandro. Oh. But, like, none yeah. of the other ones were... Like, they should have been 90% Asian. Like, if you've never been in a hospital, <laughs> you should know this. Anyways.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, just, uh, you know, not, not to rein in on stereotypes, but uh, two two of the three panelists on this show went to engineering school uh, prior to becoming comedians. So Not uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but, yeah, like I think, like, being able to see... I think like the superhero thing is is going to be great, um, you know, like with Simu as as uh, a superhero. I mean, I'm, yeah, I have some issues with the fact that the Asian superhero's superpower is martial arts, but whatever. <laughs> we gotta we gotta start somewhere. <laughs> 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 but I think it's important, like you get to see yourself on screen, like especially for younger kids, right? Like because, you know, you know, in, in our day, you know, Veronica like. and and vong like we're a little bit older we didn't we got joy Luck club that's it and that was it for 20 years before that you know like we weren't even allowed to play asians (laughs) right like uh, breakfast at tiffany's you had uh mickey rooney playing the asian Mm -hmm. and Uh, and the funny uh, thing is dragon ball evolution right dragon ball (laughs) evolution which yeah. yeah um so i think it's important i think it's important that like uh that uh, y- young Asians can see themselves represented on screen because then it speaks to the possibilities that they have in their lives. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
2: yeah, and I I have a joke where I talk about how like yeah, it's great that we have a superhero,
0: but Asians will have truly made it when we're on the front page of Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm da- I'm down for that. Um, now, so so the thing for me with uh, with representation as a whole is, you know, I think you know there has been a breakthrough in hollywood and as leonard mentioned the breakthrough is that asians are being cast to play asian characters <laughs> in lead roles and this this sounds like basic but this is a very recent development and yeah. i know people people like to you know rag on scarlett johansson but it's so much cheaper because at least scarlett johansson you can make the argument that you know what she brings in box office or whatever but <clears throat> where it's really insulting is when there really is no reason like you know that little white kid in the last Airbender. you can't tell me he oh. was a box office draw <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> are you freaking kidding me There's- no reason not to cast <laughs> an Asian monk, a freaking monk is gonna be this little white kid. <laughs> and I, then I know. you
1: that was the worst.
0: You know, and then Dragon Ball Evolution, these are very recent movies. Even you know, even if you broaden it um beyond beyond Asian representation as a whole with you know, the hunger games. With Jennifer Lawrence, and I know she doesn't get as much flack as as Scarlett Johansson, but if you read the books, it is very clear that the upper class are meant to be, um, you know, blonde hair, light-skinned blue eyes, and the Hunger Games, the oppressed people, are described as, you know, dark hair olive skin gray features like it's very clear the oppressed are people of color and they totally what totally whitewashed that um and so you know it's just it's just this 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 history and at the time she was not a box office draw so another example of you know bringing somebody in that you know you can't even say that it's commercially driven it's just you know if 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 all things being equal they're not going to cast an asian or a person of Mm -hmm. color like hunger games honestly the description really sounds like an indigenous woman and to have an indigenous woman lead that movie would have been huge for hollywood (laughs) she would probably be as big as jennifer lawrence is right now and it almost made me feel like jennifer lawrence stole her career (laughs) you know and i love jennifer lawrence but girl you know what so all I'm saying is it's it's more than Scarlett Johansson. I will say too, the other thing that is really important to me is representation behind the camera. Mm. And this is really yeah. important. So what really upset me with the reboot of Mulan, the live action one, and I I, I actually <laughs> really, really love um the, the reboot. I know some people don't, but you know what? All you know all Asian actors but you know, not a single Asian producer, writer, or director, and like it, it wasn't like they just had one of each. Like I think there were like four, four producers, five writers, uh, you know. Well, only only one uh, director. But it's like wow, that was really obnoxious. And then and then you go to um, to Shang Chi, and you know great now we've made progress all asian cast you know um asian asian director or you know half japanese director Mm -hmm. two of the three writers are of asian descent but it's still a story adapted and modernized um from a character that was created in the '70s, by a white writer and a white artist, uh, based on Asian stereotypes, and they've done their best to modernize it, but it's still an adaptation uh, of 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 you know of of a piece that is so foundationally racist and stereotypical that removing the racism still doesn't make it representative it makes it better but it still doesn't make it representative so what i'm really <laughs> looking forward to is you know and, and listen everybody involved in in that project love them to bits you know uh uh simu huge huge outspoken advocate for the asian community so if anybody can make it worthwhile watching um it's going to be that creative team so i just want to say that because um simulu has been you know really really great to 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 uh to uh to uh rice and rice asian comedy um so listen i'm not talking about any of the creatives if anybody can make it great it's going to be that team and I'm looking forward to it but it still has foundations and was created by an all-white team that was trying to capitalize on the kung fu martial arts craze (laughs) and this was their caricature of Asians and like I said even if you remove the racism like you know his dad was Fu Manchu for goodness sake Um, you know you can remove Fu Manchu but does that it makes it better. It makes it less racist. But, you know. <laughs> so what I'm really looking for is like Asian characters written by Asians from the beginning. And that's what keeping me on the superhero front. I'm really, really looking forward to Miss Marvel, um, which is a new TV show. It's going to be on Disney Plus. And that was written and created by a Pakistani woman and, you know, it's it's Marvel's very first um, very first uh, Muslim superhero, and like it's not an adaptation of what a white person thinks of a Muslim. It's a Muslim yeah. person writing about a Muslim experience, and then they cast Muslims in the role. And mm-hmm. you just can't get that if the foundation is so broken, like you know. And like I said, I'm gonna get into trouble because I love everybody involved in Shang Chi, and I'm excited to to see it, but. Am I more excited for Ms. Marvel? Yes, because it was created by an Asian woman. Um, and yeah. <clears throat> to me, that speaks more true than, you know, than, <laughs> than building on the foundation of, you know, white guys from the 70s. Um, no, we're going with
2: Red J. Way's suggestion, which is that, wrong. you have to write and direct a film adaptation of your Magneto and Professor <laughs> X erotic oh, fan fiction. Yeah. I'm in.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm- oh, I mean, I'm not in the movie, I'm, but I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll write, I'll, I'll help write. I'll, write. I'll write a scene.
0: Yeah, for 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 those who who weren't here for the um for the beginning of of of, of the live stream, it was uh, I was I was being I was being interviewed by by CBC News earlier today, and the the topic was about you know um uh, Asian representation in superhero films, So I sort of prepared myself for that, and they then started to ask me about like you know gay representation in superheroes and i was just like i would love to talk about that but i can't think of any gay superheroes mm. and i was like it, it, was, it was on the spot and so so yeah the only um the the only thing I could think of was to talk about you know my weird you know in my brain infiction <laughs> of like uh, you know of Magneto and Professor X and and yeah uh, so thank you uh, Red J-Way, for that and and yeah the Sonar Network uh, thanks for commenting <laughs> of uh, saying uh, nice. call back that yeah. uh, that it'll make the first page of porn. it probably would because you're you th- you're tying yeah. the known to the unknown yeah
2: now do you think Magneto would take off the helmet <laughs> Oh my God rice porn.
0: No, no, no. He would not. Oh. He's, okay, listen. Because it's safe sex, right? You got to stay protected. You got to wear it yeah, 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 yeah. I have always seen myself as more Magneto than Professor X.
1: Yeah, yeah. In like. In Malcolm
2: like, X versus MLK. I can see that.
0: Yeah, and from. <laughs> You know, so and one of my best friends is more like a Professor X kind of real life character, oh. and we we are we're both in, in human rights, and we we really push our messages in different ways, and so there's a respect level there. But he likes to you know work through the system, and I'd rather you know build strength from within. Like I'd rather help to elevate and inspire Asians as mm-hmm. opposed to you know ask white people for permission um (laughs) i'm like i'm like no i'm not gonna say like please open the door i'm gonna make it so popular that you're that they're gonna be like hey what's going on over there and i respect what he does but anyway anyway, this this is is
2: like a probably much more socially conscious segue into fucking than the pizza delivery (laughs) guy but we'll do it let's do it you know i'm I'm (laughs) good
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and call it rice porn
0: yeah, Yeah. so, you know, and I won't get into it too <laughs> much or, or too much more in, in here, but it did really get me thinking like, wow, as much as I'm upset at the lack of Asian representation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, wow, there actually is like zero gay representation in the like, superhero genre. I was like, that's really sad. I should really look that up some more. Um, but, but anyway, let's head on over to, to Veronica to, to close the segment on your thoughts about overall representation where we're heading.
1: Well, let's keep it going this time. Um, and by by, who who's accountable for that? Uh, well, we know who we can't count on for that. So I think, you know, each one of us is accountable for pushing further ahead. Because like I said, I saw like a tiny little surge 20 something years ago. This feels like a surge again. But is it just a surge or are we going to? Are we gonna level level up? Yeah. No, that's the thing. And we know who who is in charge of making those decisions now or we perceive them as making the decisions, but I'm like, listen, something we something has to change. It's twenty twenty one now. Like it looks let's, let's yeah. push yeah. let's well, now the, the, push forward.
2: The new head of scripted television at C B C is an Asian woman. There you
0: go. There you go. There you See? go. And you know what? So, so this is sort of what I mean about like being more magneto than Professor X. I think, I think the real change is to have like, you know, Asian, you know, A- Asian studio heads, like Asians in real positions of power to be able to make decisions instead of asking straight white guys in those positions to, you know, please open up, please try and be a little bit more understanding of the importance of diversity. I'm like, no, let's get rid of those hoes and replace <laughs> them with Asians. And like, I'm so over yeah. the top on this. Like, so I was actually reprimanded in, in HR when I, I used to, uh, I actually used to work for, for Can West. And I was, uh, on, on their executive team and I hired, this is how, this is how over the top I am with being like Magneto. Like I hired, Nineteen Asians in a row. <laughs> one of, one of the other managers complained, saying like I was racially profiling. I was like, whatever. I was like, you know, it, it was it, it, it was crazy because even with me being so over the top with my hiring practices, we were still so under-indexed that you know they were upset when it happened, but then when we had to do a diversity report, guess whose team got like splashed on the goddamn front page, being paraded out as their example, mm-hmm. all the while they're mad at me saying I'm quote unquote extreme for hiring 19 straight Asians. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Wait, were the 19 straight Asians or 19 <laughs> Asians 19 straight?
0: Asians in a row, obviously. <laughs> Obviously yeah, I, I, I try to do good for, for, for my for my LGBTQ um out there. But you know what? It's like nobody would have any qualms about seeing nineteen white people hired in a row. That's just normal. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know what? Let's this is what I'll say with Asians. Get in positions of power, you know and when you're there abuse it because other people <laughs> abuse that, that shit
1: I keep it That was some misdirection right there. I was like, "Love it!"
2: (laughs) More heads of networks, more Asian heads, and and by the way, that is exactly what we're going to say about the Magneto Professor X erotic fan fiction. More Asian head,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, great. Well, uh, oh, oh, sorry, Veronica. No, I was just
1: going to say, like, take that surge and keep (laughs) it going.
0: That's abuse power. Yes,
1: Mm. yeah. I try to soften it
0: it's yeah. too late use now. it yeah. use it use it while while you can like i know people think i'm kidding about being like oh he's not he's not kidding at all no like here i'll 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 I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll drop something um i very few people know this but i've got a solo album coming out at the end of the year and it's titled yellow <laughs> supremacist so i'll lean into this shit like i don't i don't care I am way overly biased about Asians. <laughs> I will always promote Asians above everything and y'all can hate me for it, but I'm, I'm trying to empower and uplift my own people and if that upsets people, I don't really care because sometimes you need these guerrilla tactics. Mm. You can't just negotiate your way to the top. It's that's... sort of like that. Um, what was that last Jedi quote? You know, let the past die, kill it if you must. And you know, not physically kill because obviously, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> make your way into those boardrooms and then abuse that power. Do it. It's the only way. Yeah. Can we no, put that? What? Can we put that up on the screen? Like that's and
1: then just,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that is the Jedi way. That is the Jedi way. Like I said, I am not going to waste my time talking to the Harvey Weinsteins of the world and say, oh, please stop being like as racist as you are. Hell no, they're never going to learn. They're never going to learn. The only way is to change the decision makers. And because... You know, let, let's let just yeah. be honest, Asians wield a lot of economic power. So let's use that power to get into positions of power and then make <laughs> goddamn decisions and not feel sorry about it because none of these Harvey Weinstein bitches have ever felt sorry about their decisions. Okay. Well, maybe he feels sorry now because he's like in jail and half dead. But before that, until very recently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh i think I, I think i think your mic is off leonard i think yeah. i shouted so much oh. that, that i broke your mic oh. uh yeah yeah i was,
2: I was saying scott rudin it's it's, uh. it's 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 more recent and less illegal because oh. with <laughs> Harvey weinstein yeah. clearly that abuse of power is not okay yeah. but, and yeah. we do not condone that no, no, whatsoever yeah. yeah yes, yes. Yes. But feel free to abuse an intern i guess i don't know
1: oh, wait, no no
0: no Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm not saying become the next Harvey Weinstein. I'm saying <laughs> boot out the Harvey Weinstein. Ch- there you go. Challenge,
1: you know. challenge power.
2: Yeah, abuse yeah. power uh, nice. in order to oh, give power. Be- you're like the
0: Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. Abuse power to
2: give power to uh, to those
0: who don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, honestly, yeah. I think I've gotten myself into trouble like five separate times on this so I'm, I'm just i'm just gonna close it here thanks to our panelists veronica antipolo and leonard chan thank you so much to bad dog um bad dog comedy tv for hosting this uh, live stream thank you to the sonar network we're so excited to join such a wonderful collection and collaboration of talented uh, our award winning artists and podcasters. Uh, you know, you, you can find us now on thesonarnetwork.com, where you can find all of the other Sonar Network um, wonderful award winning podcasts. Um, I'm Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and that's what's up. Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by
2: the Sonar Network. Sonar!